Assalamu alaikum. I'm here with Aminata and Mariamu, and I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the impressive things that they've done at their respective universities. Uh, my name is Sarish, and we're part of the 2019 Alim cohort. So I want to get a little bit of a take on some of their expectations going into Alim and what they've gained from it. Assalamu alaikum, everyone. Uh, this is Mariamu. Uh, I think for me, I didn't really have that many expectations, honestly. I think I was been at a point in my life where I've been through like many ups and downs when it comes to faith and feeling kind of directionless for the past couple years. Um, and, you know, going through those experiences of trying to find the quote unquote truth, um, but kind of stumbling and falling and, and kind of feeling defeated. And so, you know, the opportunity to come to Arlem, um, for me, just meant, like, not necessarily walking away with all the answers, but at least finding some sort of direction um, to continue to kind of explore those questions that I've had. So I think my expectations coming in, again, were just, like, to, like, one, I think, really get a better understanding of what Islam really is, because I think growing up, you know, you practice the rituals, you, you know, go to eat prayers, you fast, but, you know, really defining what Islam is for me. And I think, you know, one powerful moment that we had in the beginning of the the, the course was when um, Brother Jose asked, like, why Islam? And I remember thinking, I was sitting there, I was just like, damn, I really don't <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good question. <laughs> you know, um, but that was, I think that was, it's a powerful question because that, that's really what brought us all together. Um, and so I think, you know, now leaving the program, I, I, I don't necessarily have the complete answer to that question still, mm -hmm. but at least I have the tools and sort of the framework to really, you know, continue to explore that question. And then also a better appreciation of Islam. Like, I think I came in wanting to, again, just, like, find peace and understanding for my own um, my own heart. And I think, you know, I walked away with really getting, like, a like understanding how complex and, like, beautiful Islam yeah. actually is. Like, it's not this just, like, black and white, mm -hmm. do this or do that, halal, haram kind of right. spectrum. Like, it's so much more than that. And honestly, like you know we kind of just dabbled in the in that in the you know complexity of the religion and like I think that's what's really exciting me like continuing to explore that complexity and kind of seeing you know where I fit in in that um in this in that in that spectrum I guess it brought really Islam in more human form I feel like mm. like when Dr. Jackson was talking about how not everything is zero sum it's not all or nothing yep. it's about no, how is Islam for us in the real world? Mm -hmm. Like, we have to make decisions that aren't 100% just because right. Islam says this. Right. Just like, well, logistically, I don't know if that would work out, you right. know? Um, so that's really powerful. Thank you. Asalaamu mm -hmm. Alaikum. So, my pre-Alim um, experience was very interesting. But first of all, before anything, I definitely have to um, show some appreciation to Mariamu for um, introducing me to the Allen program because if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't know about the program. Um, and the same way, like she heard the program from someone else, like 
and that, that like that was the only way for me to have known that such an amazing program like alum exists um so like once she did send me the information about alum i looked at it and from like from the beginning what stood out to me was a representation of the scholars and before i even looked at the content i'm just like wow there are people who look like me yeah like I'm like the majority of the people look like me like right. it was literally this like you know heartwarming before i even knew like half of the the course material i couldn't even pronounce but literally it was that that literally made me feel like this is something that i need you know yes. um and for me growing up religion has been like this very interesting like roller coaster ride as i tend to call it because i feel like for basically my entire life religion has been this form of obedience right i don't feel like i've ever really truly um allowed myself an opportunity to learn about islam um in the way that it is you know the like in its beautiful form so i feel like a lot of my own experiences growing up has been me trying to just be an obedient child to my parents if they tell me you know you do this i do it you know if they tell me this is haram this is halal like trying to follow that in the best way possible but i did um come across a lot of challenges in trying to put these pieces together in in trying to figure out like where all of that belongs how relevant it all is to me and i think especially in the spaces that i um was in when i got to NYU and seeing a lot of like south asian arabs and not really seeing people who look like me it made me question is islam really a religion for me um is it like is it for me because i don't really see many people look who look like me portrayed in like in a good light and even within the muslim community when i do see them they're always considered converts you know so for me that like raised a lot of curiosity and, and to a, a certain extent i feel like i came to a point that i was totally numb to to like to my own islam and i feel like a lot of that had to do with like personal difficulties that i was going through and for me having this understanding that allah was punishing me like you know it's because you know he doesn't love me like just like you know the mind takes us in these like very interesting places and for me like that pushed me away from the community like much more but when i did um get involved in the community i never really felt like a part of it like i never truly felt a part of it but it did get better um it did um get better like meeting new people being able to see people who look like me um learning about like a lot of these topics in a way that was like very gentle um compared to what i'm used to and um like when i did decide to apply to alam i was like the first like first things first the fact that they have scholars that look like me and they make it accessible through like financial aid i think that was another thing that like really um made me like want to join excess i was saying like outside of that i wouldn't have been able to afford it but the fact that they made it accessible in that way um allowed me to be able to pursue it. even though i wasn't 100% about like how i would feel when i got there or if it would work out for me i was just like right now i know that what i'm doing isn't working like me just being numb to religion me not like essentially practicing much of anything um or truly practicing much of anything in my heart is not really helping me like it's not bringing me a sense of happiness a sense of peace so it's like i have to try something so like um bouncing off what mariamu said when jose asked that question why islam i was amongst the last people to answer that question because i was just like initially i wanted to say because my parents told me so <laughs> but then I started thinking about like the times that I did have that kind of spirit in me why Islam so then I came to um an answer for that and it's been the most like amazing decision that I've ever made for myself and I think 
Alam has been an opportunity for me to just like be selfish with that and be selfish of trying to get, you know, this information that's going to allow me to like be pointed in a certain direction in, in order to like essentially help help myself. And the fact that the scholars are so open to like the questions and um, allow you to really tap into those, you know, insecurities and doubts that you might have, I think is one of the amazing aspects of the program. And the fact that like, you know, even Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's story, they humanize it, you know? And right. in a way, they make us see that, like, there are, like, parts of him that we can emulate, you know? He's not just, like, all the way up here, and, like, we kind of have this unattainable goal, but I think I've really received a lot of practical ways that I can go back to my into my community and be a practicing Muslim without losing sight of, like, my own personality and character. Mm-hmm. And your capacity to do something. Yeah. Right. Um, wow, that was amazing. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> so I guess transitioning from that, um, so you guys both are at the universe, New York University or have graduated? Mm-hmm. Graduated? Yeah, yeah, I just graduated in May. May? Okay. And I graduated last year with my bachelor's, but I'm still there getting my master's. Okay, sounds yeah. good. Um, so I touched on it a little bit, but the Black Muslim Initiative that you both started at NYU, um, something that was very impressive to me when I heard about it for the first time and the impact that it had on your community. Um, I wanted to know a little bit more about that, about the roots of it, because I do think the history of the coming up of organizations is very important um, because that's what keeps the values um, in alignment, um, the people who started it, uh, what went on, how did it go, and things like that. So I don't know whoever wants to start. I think um, when it comes to starting up any kind of organization or initiative, there's always, it doesn't just, you don't just wake up one day and say, hey, like, we need to start BMI, right? Like, it's because there's a gap. There's There's a a need. Exactly. There's Mm -hmm. a void in the community. And so, you know, in, in trying to find different ways to tackle that void, that need, that issue, that's sort of where, you know, organizations come up organizations have missions to address a specific issue um and that's sort of and in that vein that's sort of how bmi um was brought about uh so amata and i were both um involved with the muslim students association and like the broader islamic center um at new york university and i mean we we both had very interesting experiences um, you know, we're both, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're both black women, right? Um, right. and you know, it, it, I'll speak specifically about our, our Muslim space at NYU, but, um, you know, it was a predominantly like South Asian, um, MSA, uh, we did have some Arabs, but again, they were also kind of like minorities in the right. space, but they're still, again, like they still hold mm. this, you know, um, like superiority because yeah. you know they are yeah. right. Right. Um, and did you uh, did you have a Arab association? Because I know at the University of Michigan they have their own separate thing. And yeah. They have their own events, so yeah. not many come to the MSA. There's a lot of predominantly South Asians at our MSA too. The funny thing about our like um, so we have a Arab Students Union. Okay. A lot of the students actually came to MSA um, events and okay. like things. So it was okay. pretty much it intersected. Okay. Um, but for us, I think, or I speak for myself, uh, you know, I was, I, I didn't really grow up in, like, in terms of, like, my education system, like, I didn't really grow up with a lot of Muslims. Like, my high school was a predominantly white and Asian mm-hmm. um, school. I was probably, like, the only Muslim or, like, one of the only 
like few visibly Muslims in my in my graduating class. Um, and so when I heard about the MSA at NYU, and like again, we mashallah, like we have so many resources, like so much at our disposal that you know a lot of Muslim spaces and groups don't really have right. um, at the universities. So I was really excited about that. I was yeah. like, yo, it's lit, MSA, Muslim, <laughs> man, Muslim friends. Yes. <laughs> So, have a community. Yeah, like it was just like it's just we had our ice cream social. Yeah. I was like I was I was ready. <laughs> and then the reality actually hit. Um and so for me that was like walking into our spaces and feeling like I was invisible. Right. Like feeling like I think there's one thing when obviously like, when you're a minority within a space, like whether it's a classroom or whatnot, you know, like when you're the only hijabi in the room, like you right. we, we all know those feelings. Yes. I think for me there was a level of expectation of the Muslim community to be better than that, right? Like, okay, like I know I'm the minority in the space, but we're all Muslims, right? So we we have this moral because we should theory. have this value, system, right? Exactly. Right. So for me, that was the expectation. So I remember coming into these spaces and like you know, like smiling, saying salam to people, and sometimes not getting responses. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people like darting my 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 view, you know, like my gaze. Um, and I remember like as that, you know kept on repeating and and as we progressed like over the semester I got to a point where I was just like yeah like you know I I was really excited about the MSA about like things that were gonna happen but I guess I'm not gonna be a part of this community or that I came to that conclusion I was just like it's not gonna happen and I had a really close, close friend of mine who I would always she wasn't really as involved in the MSA she was also Muslim um, but I, I would always go to her, and I'd always be like, "Yeah, like this something is happening, and Aww. this thing, and this thing." And you know, yeah. she'd be there, she'd listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, this friend of mine, you know, she she's she's also really good at challenging and also question, questioning and probing. And I remember like there was like a couple times where I'd say these things, and she'd be like, "Okay, like what are you gonna do about it?" Ooh. And I'm like, "Why are you putting it on me? Why are you making there was like a big friend? That's a great friend. She put you in check. She really did. But you know, like I, I kind of, I, and I appreciated that. But you know, in some ways, it was like I was kind of defensive because like, I was I, like, why, 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 why is it always the people who are marginalized who have to yeah. put in the work? You right. Know? Like that was is that was my, my mm-hmm. that was my you know my 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 defense. Like I was just like, I why is it me? Why can't they do anything? They're the majority. They're comfortable. Right. Why is it the they person the who's like? Exactly. Why is it the person who's marginalized, who's, you know, who's already in discomfort mm-hmm. having to like, you know, uh, to push the grain on that. So, you know, that was that was a really difficult time for me. And luckily, like, I was able to make friends with like one, like one of my really close friends um, to this day. Um, and that sort of my that was sort of my way of entry into the MSA. And even after that, like even though I was quote unquote a part of the MSA in terms of like, you know, being visibly there, people like knowing my name and stuff, there still wasn't, I, there was still this like, this gap, this distance. Like I still didn't really feel like I was, you know, a of the community, but not really a part of it. Right. Um, and, and I really felt that. And honestly, like I, I kind of like, like, although I was aware of these, these, like these tensions and these issues, I honestly didn't feel empowered or even validated enough to speak up about it or to like address it outside of like me venting to my friend yeah. basically and honestly it wasn't until um two of my close friends and the other two like co-founders of bmi rafia um mutane and isadudafe um shout out to y'all <laughs> <laughs> they started coming to the msa and they're also in aminata's year but aminata okay. she, she took her time you know she was she, she, she <laughs> I definitely did um so they they came in and basically you know we 
I think for me, that was empowering because I felt like I'm not alone in this. And they were also experiencing these things. And they actually stayed. Because it, it wasn't just us, who were, like, us as black Muslims, or those, us three who were experiencing these things. There were many black Muslims who would come to the MSA and just never come back. Right. Because I would see them on yeah. campus, but they would yeah. never come. And I'm just like, yeah. what's up? And, and they would say the same thing. That's something that happens in mosques, too. Yeah, like exactly. We heard here, sure. Adam, that's how it is. And it's unfortunate that it's at the university level, too. Mm-hmm. Right, because you think we're all educated. Yeah. We're at this prestigious university. We're the yeah. children of the immigrants. Or exactly. We're supposed to know better. We're Exactly, you're better than yeah. them. And mm-hmm. I think, and again, like, I, I don't think it was intentional exclusion right. of, like, you know, black Muslims. I, I think it was... It, it was very much subconscious, mm. but I think that's not a, that's still yeah, not an excuse. Not excuse. That's still not an excuse. Mm-hmm. And so we 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 basically kind of like, um, you know, we bonded over our shared experiences. Um, in in and they they had the same thing, like the same experiences in terms of like not feeling completely immersed in the community and all that. And so we tried, you know, sm- smaller initiatives throughout the like the like our my sophomore year and their freshman year. Um, to kind of tackle, um, like, you know, just, like, racial injustice and, like, right. exclusion within the Muslim community, um, within our actual MSA and, like, the Muslim space at NYU. So we did that for, like, about a semester. I mean, it didn't really stick. Um, uh, Why do you think that is? I think, I mean, I think it required a lot of, like, it required buy-in from, I think, the other students and, right. you know, there really wasn't as much buy-in. I think people were like, oh, that's cool. Like, we'll, like, kind of do this. But if people aren't really invested in it, Mm -hmm. it's just not going to work. And I think also we were kind of, you know, we're also battling through our own things as undergrads. Like, Mm -hmm. and I think also that, because it also requires time and effort and, and a prioritization right yeah. and i think and if it's not the, affecting you personally right then you'll mm-hmm. give in a little but right and then also there's a sense of comfort that also happens when right. you are when you actually are beginning to be immersed in the space mm-hmm. you're like well i mean like yeah, again like, this is not, not conscious bad. you're like exactly yeah. like yeah. they're trying yeah. like i've made friends or whatnot so like yeah. i'm kind yeah. of okay like i have my group they'll have their group yeah kind of and yeah. we'll be fine right mm-hmm. i think so that's complacency on our Part. Mm-hmm. And I mean, not so by this time. I mean, not so sort of like also at the like the the IC coming coming to the MSA events and whatnot. Um, so like fast forward like my last year, my senior year, um, and again like even though we're all immersed, we have friends, you know, mm-hmm. um, there was still like this this gap, this void. Right. And I'll kind of pause here and like let I mean not to kind of give her input in terms of her experience, and then we can go into okay. like how like we started like BMI, like how that happened. Well, um, my experience is not, like, too different from Mariamu's, um, but for me, like, that first year, like, my first year, I didn't necessarily get involved with the um, Muslim Students Association, initially because I remember um, coming in, like, they had these events before um, the semester began, but even then, like, even then, it's like, you don't, you kind of see people coming to check in on you, to introduce themselves. But then after that, like when you come into the space, like say for example, if you're going to pray, you see people in their huge clusters, almost to the point where like they don't even recognize you. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because as a group, sometimes we just sit back and we laugh at the fact that like, you know, sometimes we would have taken the stairs to avoid like huh. the clicks that used to right. just be sitting out there because mm-hmm. like they wouldn't even recognize us anyway if we would have passed. So yeah. like we laugh at it, but like the, <laughs> we do laugh at it sometimes when we just sit in conversation and talk about it. But these are like, you know, 
real like, issues. These yeah. are real issues. This is what's turning people away from Islam. Exactly. And I think, you know, it's so easy sometimes, like, especially like what Mariamu said, when you do get that comfort to kind of forget about like what's going on, you know, um, you give people too much of the benefit of the doubt sometimes and you say oh you know like at least they're trying but i'm like trying isn't enough you know there's so much more that could be done um and i think that like it's important to hold like our communities to that you know yes like we're doing something we're doing more than like many people may be doing but that doesn't take away from the fact that we could be doing so much more right um and i think that aspect of it was very important especially because for me personally something i struggled with was this fact this aspect of do i like i felt like i had to choose between my identities basically like mm. do like i you go were just muslim. yeah and i felt like like do i go to the muslim students association or do i go to the black students union like right. which like i felt like i had to choose between the two because it felt like you know within both spaces one aspect of, of my identity was neglected in a way and right. i think that was like where my biggest struggle like came from and even though like when i went to like the black student union obviously there wasn't like an emphasis on like bringing in like those black students who are like also muslim yes. i did feel like i was much more accepted in like that kind of space because they could look at me and like you know like it, it was just it was just different i definitely feel like it was easier for me to choose that because they were, regardless of the fact that like they weren't really um, as inclusive of Muslims, they were definitely um, much more open to bring me into the community than I experienced initially, like at the Muslim Students Association. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think, and I think that's something that a lot of people like with multiple identities like have to like combat, like have to combat like internally, like. Like, where do I really fit yeah. in? Ooh, which side do I choose? Which side do I choose? But mm-hmm. it's it's the thing is it's not even choosing a side because neither side really encompasses your being. Yeah. Right. Like neither side is really fulfilling. Which side mm-hmm. am I gonna turn off today? Or right. right now? Exactly. Right. And I think which 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 side has the potential to really align mm-hmm. more with your, what I, who I am? Yeah. And I think yeah. that's something that like and again like again because what binds us as Muslim is something like you know beyond us all mm-hmm. like I think for me that's what kind of compelled me towards really being immersed in the Muslim community because mm-hmm. for me I'm like we have to uphold that higher standard that mm-hmm. our Muslimness is what binds us mm-hmm. not our race not our background not our mm-hmm. our you know our socioeconomic status whatever the case is mm-hmm. um and so I like so just like continuing with what I mean, was saying like we 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 obviously began to you know, become immersed in the MSA, like going to events, like we both served on the board. Mm-hmm. Um and Wow, love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Mariamu was vice president by the way. Oh. <laughs> calm down, calm down. <laughs> I started up as community service chair. But then you worked your way up. You started from um, the bottom and then you went up. That's but- something that I have like an a little bit of a hesitation towards mm-hmm. like I, I love MSA but it's kind of like I want to go to the events and then leave yeah. like I don't want to yeah. do the program I don't want to do that mm-hmm. and, and I, yeah. I think that my mindset a little bit has been changed um, based on Alam like I have some things and some ideas and I feel like right. you need that power you right. need to be at the table mm-hmm. so I'm always someone who jumps out of an opportunity but for the MSA for some reason I get turned off mm-hmm. I'm just like mm-hmm. I think the reason, like, a huge reason for the turnoff is just, like, really bad experiences. Like, yeah. I think that plays a huge role. Right. Mm-hmm. Or I see it as a place where people come to hang out, express yep. their own culture. It's like... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I just want to go to the Holocaust. I just want to go to Jumma. I just want to, you know... Yeah. Right. Just, you know, do my own thing. Right? Yeah. No, I think, I think that, that definitely does 
play a role in terms of like one's experience within Muslim spaces at the university level and for us I we we again we we became you know very in a way complacent right because we're like you know we're on the board now like we're like yeah. doing these events mm-hmm. or whatnot mm-hmm. but it's so funny though because even 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 though we were still involved in the community there was these issues still persisted yeah. right there were still students who were trying to come in mm-hmm. who didn't feel as welcome right? right like and obviously us being in these positions of like influence on the board just actually like being present mm-hmm. at the msa that already did like wonders for people right. who like you know generations after who are coming in like oh I see someone who looks like me mm-hmm. right. um, but I think even but that didn't stop the microaggressions that didn't stop some of the like the anti-blackness that took place mm-hmm. within these spaces um, the right and I think mm-hmm. people I think again like I said a lot of the students were like great you mm-hmm. know um, I have really good friends who are like obviously not black within the MSA, people who like really supported a lot of the efforts that we were doing. But I think there was this lack of, there's a difference between supporting and actively showing up. Because mm. right. you can passively support and be like, I'm down for the cause. Obviously, yeah. anti blackness is bad. Yeah. Buy all your stuff. <laughs> But are you showing up when we have an event? And to also add to that, I feel like that's exactly what I was going to say. This idea of consistency is also very important. And also making sure to like include these efforts within the fabric of like what the MSA is supposed to be and like what it is they intend to do. Because I think it's so easy to have these isolated events when things boil boil up. You know, we had an incident of anti-blackness. So let's go like Mm. have an anti-racism training and then after that nothing happens. I think that consistency is so important because it shows that like regardless of, you know, how much people may trip up, you always have that reminder of like this is what we are, this is what we are about. Exactly. Like when it's, when it's, embedded in the in the community then regardless of what comes up people know how to react right mm-hmm. people know where where you know they should stand but when it's superficial they'll show up when it's like a big deal or like a big incident right. but mm-hmm. then after that they're not there yeah. um and so th- that's something that we like recognize but was still taking place even though we were still immersed mm-hmm. right in the space. You were senior and, and Aminata was junior, junior at that time? Yes. Is that when it started? Yeah, so okay. basically what happened, so so I, I, it, honestly, it was really sparked by a conversation that I had with um, honestly this this black woman, black Muslim woman who I really used to see as a role model. Mm-hmm. Um, she was like a master's student at NYU. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, me and I'm going to give her a shout out to <laughs> <laughs> um, But honestly, we were having lunch one day and I don't know even like how our conversation came up but we ended up talking about the the msa and the ic and Mm -hmm. how you know i'm here like i was a vice president you know she's on also on the board as community outreach outreach chair um what's ic again islamic center islamic center yeah okay okay um and that's the msa the islamic center is a broader category and msa is like one of the student groups under underneath um so you know we're on the board, and then my other friend Isatu, who's also a co-founder of BMI, she was also on the board okay. um, as Sisters the yes, exactly. So we were all like on the board, right? We were so there. for anything, we were, there, yeah. we were like, oh, we out here, but like these issues still persist, right? You know, like are like, we? What's, what's gonna happen when you're gone? Exactly, yeah. you know? right? How do you make this sustainable? Exactly. What are you gonna leave behind? And so that so we had a conversation about it, and you know. She, I, she was just, I, I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, honestly, but I just remember walking away, like, super inspired and feeling like, 
wait. We've been like super complacent. Mm-hmm. We've gotten way too comfortable. These yeah. issues are still happening. We need mm-hmm. to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So I remember just walking away feeling so empowered. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I because we, like, we, we already had. No, I mean that's what I said too. And Rafia, mm-hmm. Rafia and I, we already had a group chat. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I remember it was like, yo, we need to meet up ASAP. <laughs> we about to start something. <laughs> like I was ready. Right. Uh, so we, you know. Subsequently, like you know, uh, uh, met up. We we basically had like this really beautiful meeting in terms of like trying to figure out what it. We didn't even like we didn't we didn't know we didn't have a name. We didn't have anything. It was just ideas. We, we were just, just like we need to do something. Like, yeah. yeah. And then we literally just started off with like listing out what are the issues. Like mm. I remember, like I don't know why I remember yeah. this. But, like we were like in that room next to the prayer room. Mm. I think two of my other friends were there. You were starting a revolution. <laughs> and my friend legit and said that. Was coming. <laughs> my friend legit said that. She was like, y'all are starting, like, yeah. basically like a revolution. Like, this, mm-hmm. like, this, this first meeting, you think, oh, it's like nothing, but y'all about to do something game-changing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were just like, uh-huh, sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, Who's going to be president? We weren't, <laughs> honestly, we weren't even concerned at all That's that. Good. We were just good. like... We need to get the ground running on this. Right. And a lot of it was just like figuring out one, what was the issue? Mm-hmm. Like, we wanted to be very clear about what the issue was. Yeah. Like, instead Perfect. of just it being like an emotional, yeah. like, oh, and we like, learned whatever. that. We learned that you need to have a specific value system, mm-hmm. a goal, an issue, and then focus on that because that's how you exactly. gain followers. Mm-hmm. That's how you keep consistent. Exactly. Right. Because if you're if you're not clear about what it is you're trying then to do, then no one else is. Right? Yeah. You're going to be like, come yeah. follow me. Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You're going to be an I'm not, I'm not going with you trying to get me lost. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, so I think we were we were trying to be very strategic about like what it is that we, um, we like what the issues were. Mm-hmm. I think once we kind of like established that, it was a matter of, okay, how are we going to address it mm-hmm. um and you can maybe go into like sort of what we like you know what came about like the two sort of main focuses of what we thought would be the best way to address like mm-hmm. the plethora of issues that we had listed as a as a group yeah and to also add to that we felt it was very important for us to like figure out what our goal was like what, what what it was that we were working towards and then we had this like little spreadsheet where we were all contributing like names of black muslims that we know like like from those that come versus those that don't come and our conversation that we had to have with ourselves was this idea of if we're bringing black muslims together as a group do we want to make it exclusively for black muslims or do we want to like have other people come in and listen to the narratives of black um black muslims and what we came to the con- the con- conclusion we came to is that like we need to establish that safe haven for ourselves like we need that safe space first for people to come in and feel like feel like they can share their experiences without having to look to the corner of the room and say like you're actually the one who took like said this microaggression you're actually the one who said this problematic statement so um like that was one of the things that like we were very um concerned about making sure that like if we're gathering together black muslims that we're not triggering them in any way that we create this space where they can just spill out like what's like what are you like what are your experiences and also making sure that we kind of um, use them as this tool to get more ideas from. Because we also realized that as, you know, a group, we're all from, like, West Africa. So there are many experiences that, like, you know, other black Muslims go through that we won't be able to know. So we thought it was very important, especially for our, like, very first event, to bring black Muslims together so they can talk about what their experience, like, what experiences they go through so we can use that as, like, a a next step in... in, um, figuring out what to how to move the organization in what direction yeah and i think 
And I think that was one main part of the mission. So when we were thinking about goals, we were like, okay, we want to make sure that black Muslims have a safe space mm-hmm. to talk about their issues. That was super important to us. So we made sure that that was within our, in our, in our mission. The second part was we don't want to just operate in a silo. We don't want to just be like, here we are venting about these issues. Right. And again, Not going, going back to what my friend was saying, that my first year as, as a NYU student, when I was like, you know, venting about my experience at the MSA, what are you going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, so it's, you need the space to vent. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's needed. But we also want to elevate the stories mm-hmm. into the broader community. Like, the whole point is so that we can change the spaces that we're in. So the, the, the second part of the mission was really to elevate the stories and the experiences mm-hmm. of black Muslim folks so that the broader Muslim community and just like the broader, just the communities that we occupy in general are aware of our experiences. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of where we started. We were like, these are gonna be the two components of BMI's mission mm-hmm. that we really wanna tailor our events towards. So like one, having events that are specifically tailored to black Muslims, mm-hmm. but then also having events where we celebrate black Muslim experiences mm-hmm. and kind of you know share that knowledge with like non-muslims muslims just so that they're aware that you know we exist Mm -hmm. and our voices and experiences matter Mm -hmm. um and i think another important part that we had to figure out in terms of like you know our structure um with bmi was whether or not we were going to operate as like a separate entity from the msa right because if and that's something we had to like really grapple with and really like discuss because if we if we're saying our ultimate goal is to create a Muslim space where anyone can come in and feel welcomed, feel that their voice is heard, feel that their presence is validated, creating a completely separate organization that mm-hmm. isn't in conjunction with the MSA that's already existed, that kind of, we felt that it wouldn't do justice to what we were actually trying to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Because how it is, like, how is it that how are we going to, you know, engage people if we're just like, you know what, y'all aren't, y'all aren't addressing our issues, so we're just going to do our own thing. Yeah. Um, I think that is, that was like the biggest driver for us to structurally put the B, put BMI or make BMI as a sub-branch of the MSA. Okay. So we got our funding through the MSA. The th- our first year, we got a third of our funding. Well, we got 100% of our funding through the MSA, but it was a third of the MSA's budget. Okay. So that also goes to show, like, the commitment that, you know, the MSA had to, like, mm-hmm. you know, wanting to address these issues. Um, and honestly, that seemed to be, like, the best way to go about integrating BMI within the broader Muslim community mm-hmm. in a way that we felt like would be sustainable yeah. mm-hmm. for years to come. Do you think that the support that you got and like the financial support that you received was because you had that relationship already with the MSA, like being on the board and for them knowing who you all were and your commitment um, and just your, I guess, energy and passion and just it seems like you guys are both very, very intelligent. So like, they, would, they would be like, uh, yeah, we're we'll just speak to them and then just like, boom, yeah. they got us. Yeah. No, I think it was the, it, uh, that plays a huge role, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that we were both involved, the fact that all three of us on BMI's committee mm-hmm. were on the board. Right. So, you know, as you know, even though like my first year, I was like you pouting, planting the seeds. Right, even knew it. I was I was pouting. Like, why is it? Why is it up to us? Yeah. Right. But if we don't do it, who else is gonna do it? Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't. If it, if it's not directly, you said like you said, if it's not directly affecting these people, mm-hmm. they have no, 
natural they might have like a like a, a supplemental interest later just to like mm-hmm. as allies or whatnot but they have no visceral interest mm-hmm. in wanting to establish this yeah. it doesn't affect them sure. um so the fact that we one were immersed in the community we were in positions of power we mm-hmm. were both on we were all three of us were on the board, board. Yeah. i right. was the vice president right mm-hmm. like so you know I have that, like, we had that influence to be like, no, this is something we need to prioritize mm-hmm. as a board this year. That's legit how we came into, right. like, our board meetings, like, that first wow, year. Like, I love we it. need to prioritize this. Yes. Like, it wasn't, honestly, like, <laughs> it, was like <laughs> it wasn't even a question, really. It was, like, like, it was just it more was so, like, this is what we're doing. <laughs> Give us the <laughs> <a reason. laughs> And this is how you can help. But, legit, and they were down, like, honestly, like, our board, mashallah, like, they were all super supportive mm-hmm. in terms of, like, just being, like, Okay, run, run with it, right? Yeah. Just, just run with it. Yeah. Is it because you had that game plan, or like, like, what specifically? Was we, it? we made, sh- yeah. You can go ahead. I, I honestly feel like before that, there was just there was these like little sprinkles of conversations about like, you know, why don't you know, um, black more black Muslims come, or why do certain people feel like excluded? But there wasn't really a targeted like. We, like there wasn't really a targeted solution to it like oh let's do this you know this is important and mm-hmm. this is the reason why they're they're not coming it was just more so like speculation right. and i think through the black muslim initiative we were able to like literally be like okay this is what we came up with these are the reasons why people are not like coming the black muslims are not showing up at the um at the msa and this is why the black muslim initiative is important okay. and i definitely do agree with mariam with that like the fact that there were three of us who were like <laughs> a part of the the um the founding of black um the black muslim initiative and also rafia who wasn't on the board but was also like involved right. within the community right. um it was just like how could they say no you know right. they couldn't <laughs> exactly they <laughs> yeah so that's really how it started and then from there we like we said, like with our mission, we had events that were catered specifically to black Muslim students. So we had like a game night. Mm-hmm. Our first event, like I mean, not to mention before, was just kind of like an open mm-hmm. house, like open space for people to just like talk about their issues. Like, because mm-hmm. we, we again created this lesson, like I mean, not to said, we're always African women. So we mm-hmm. don't encompass the spectrum of blackness within mm-hmm. the Muslim community. So we wanted to make sure that we opened it up to like black Muslim men, you know, people across the spectrum, the diaspora, like, we wanted them to all be there and present so that mm-hmm. they could talk about their experiences and we can and we could ensure that um you know that was incorporated in our events and our mm-hmm. mission right. and moving forward so that's sort of what we just, we started doing that first year mm-hmm. um the did fir- you all have like a membership um to the BMI that was separate from the MSA or was it just like you were advertising to clubs to people you knew and then from there people used to come or was it just like a club so um like when we began the Black Muslim Initiative, we weren't like a club essentially, like registered club through NYU. I guess we like just declared ourselves a club and we could do that. <laughs> yeah, but um, basically, and it, mashallah, the way it all worked is amazing because I was the community outreach chair. So whatever events we were having, I was the one that was literally just putting them out there <laughs> and sharing them to everyone else. And like Mariam was like the vice president, and then we had Isa too as like the um, sisters programming chair. So I think all of that together, and it's like also like word to mouth as well. And I think there was also um, like even beforehand, we also made a list of like the organizations that we knew um, would be able to support us in the process. So in um, creating all these events, being able to um, send it to them and say, "Can you like share this on your newsletter?" And I think a lot of people were able to see those events through those newsletters and Mm -hmm. just show up. 
Yeah. And then once we started getting a list of people who came to our events, we did create our own like listserv mm-hmm. so that like we would send out a specific email. We we would continue with the outreach to other organizations and have them send our events, but then we would do a specific tailored um email blast to the the folks who've already been coming to our our events. So that that's sort of how we did our like sort of membership. Um, and I think just wanted to highlight like one event that we had like that first year because again we wanted to do both where mm-hmm. it's like we want to create like space for Black Muslims to really like just acknowledge the experiences and and feel validated, but we also really wanted to elevate the experiences of Black Muslims. And mm-hmm. and one event that we had um, in honor of Black History Month actually mm-hmm. was a Black Muslim, Black Muslim womanhood panel. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, I'm, I still get chills from <laughs> that panel. Wow. Um, because we, we made, first of all, we had, we had five panelists, um, and we made sure to integrate the spectrum of black Muslim womanhood. So mm-hmm. it wasn't, every single panelist represented an intersection mm-hmm. within the black okay. Muslim oh. woman community. So we had like an Afro-Latina Muslim, mm-hmm. we had okay. a queer Muslim, we mm-hmm. had, you know, a West African, you know, we, we, we had an African, you know, we, we, were, we wanted to, because I think that the, the issue, another issue that takes place in the Muslim community is that people just see, you know, the black community as a monolith. Mm. Yeah, we all have sure. this one experience. We're all mm-hmm. the same. We're mm. all this. We're all that. Yeah. And we want to be intentional in showing that yeah, we are yeah. so much more than that. Mm. And then also just like the powerful woman yeah. <laughs> that, you know, like black Muslim woman magic, like that's real. Like that's yeah. real. Mm. And honestly, like, that's probably like, and it's not because we like, we, we did the event. But like, <laughs> it was honestly probably the one of the most you know, magical experiences that I've had at NYU. Wow. Like, there was something, like, even people who were, like, there was something in the air, yeah. like, you, like, it was hard to explain. Revolutionary. <laughs> it was legit, like, it was just a feeling. Mm. And I think, and I, and now that I reflect on it, I think it's this feeling of, like, oh my God, like, I think it was a feeling of, like, validation. Mm-hmm. Like, I exist, right. right? Like, and I think that's something we, we didn't, like, fully experience or we weren't able to fully appreciate you know, with others in other spaces, mm-hmm. but this was our space, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it was it was really a beautiful experience, and I think that you know for me was like this is why you know BMI is needed mm-hmm. for this exact reason, for this exact moment, for this exact feeling. Like that's why even if it happens to BMI one exactly, even if it's yeah. one, one person, mm-hmm. right? Even if it was yourself, even like, it was just me. Like, hey, I'm here, you know, queen. Um, <laughs> But that's why it's so important because mm-hmm. spaces like this don't just come up. Mm-hmm. Like you right. have to make them. You create it. You yeah. have to create the spaces. Yeah. So that I think that is just yeah. That was just a magical. And then to quickly add on to that, um, I definitely remember like even leading up because Maria was talking about the event, but even the planning of it all, like. It definitely did require a lot of intentionality. And I think, especially as a group, it brought us together, like, even more. Because we were able to separate, like, our relationships from, like, the work that we knew needed to get done. Yeah. So it's like we would challenge each other on, like, so many different things. Realizing that, like, okay, it's not that she doesn't like me. It's more so because, like, we're just, like, bouncing a lot of these ideas off of each yeah. other. And I remember after the event, and I think this is one of the things where you know, like, if your event was successful or not, there were so many people who just, like, were gathered, just, like, in conversation with each other, even after the event. And I'm just like... Girl, we had y'all sitting for so long, y'all really, <laughs> right. like, it was like three hours, I was like, y'all really not trying to go home, like, right. yeah. people were literally, like, 
still they wanted to be like in the they space. really wanted to be in this there like Mariamu said was definitely like this energy to it and i think like mashallah like all of us are like so humble because even in planning the event we're just like you know like we don't expect like too big of a turnout or whatever mm-hmm. But then when we saw, like, how many people came, we were just like, wow. And then, like, all these people, like, come afterwards, like, you know, praising us or whatever. Um, but for us, it was just like, you know, this is just work that we feel like is necessary, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and did you go back to the MSA and see that kind of impact um, that it had? Um, what about the next generation, like, the freshmen that came in? Like, did, did you see a difference there? Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna talk about a little bit about the, the 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 impact of those who came in after. Since I like te- like I left technically, I graduated even though okay. I came back for masters. Mm-hmm. But I I would say, all like you know even even with the success, there's still so much room to like grow. Mm-hmm. And I think especially on the part of the integrating like that that experience of feeling included within the MSA that's still an area where we like where you know we need to grow as a community because even with these events like sometimes you know we wouldn't have you know we would have good turnout but let's say the non-black muslims wouldn't really show up mm-hmm. right so it's like these events, like, the reason why we're even having these events is, one, to validate our experiences, but to also, like, let y'all know, like, we're here, we mm-hmm. exist. And, you know, when you don't show up, like, you don't... That's not facilitating any change on the ground. Right. Because you're you're just, like, you're just not there, right? Yeah. Um, So I think that was something that we still, like, we're trying to, like, work like work on that that, that first year and making... And, and really bringing people in and really, you know, calling calling people out, calling people in, as they mm-hmm. say now as well. But mm-hmm. it's just like having like these conversations of like, yeah, this event happened, like we like where were you know what I mean? Not even where were you, but like you didn't show up for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Basically, you weren't there for us. And you and the thing is, it's so easy for people to just you know, um, like, again, passively show support yeah. and say, yeah, I'm there for you. Like, oh, my God, you guys have that event. That's mm-hmm. amazing. Okay. Where I don't need you? your praise. You? I, I don't need your praise. Yeah. We, we will appreciate your presence. Yes. yes. Like, that, that's, where, that's where the change happens mm-hmm. because the event, after that day, it's done. Mm-hmm. But yeah. the real, like you said, the real, the real impact is how it affects how we interact as a community mm. on a day to day. If right. that doesn't change, like you go to the Muslim event, exactly for the MSA. Yeah. But do they go to this event, which exactly. is underneath the MSA, just as important, probably even more important, right? Because if the event is just a couple hours, like right. it's done when it's done. But the real impact is how is it changing the community on the ground mm-hmm. on the day to day. If yeah. that's not changing, then the event in itself it's, wasn't successful. Then, yeah. right? Like it, it really comes down to that. And I think that was sort of what we we like as we were transitioning, like as I was transitioning out um, since I was graduating, like really thinking about how we can continue the momentum with BMI mm-hmm. and you know continuing to work on on both those parts, like creating the space for black Muslims, but also continuing to engage the broader Muslim community around these issues. So when you were a senior, did you see a change? <laughs> so, <laughs> very interesting story. Um, I, so like by the end of my junior year, like obviously like with BMI and having been my BMI um, for the first year, I was like very fired up, like very fired up. Fired up to the point where I ran for president to be MSA president. Wow. And um, I definitely did get elected to be um, 
MSC president at NYU. Congratulations. <laughs> I'll get there. Oh no, oh no. But I I ended up stepping down from the position like okay. you know um weeks after before the semester um ended for personal reasons okay and it was it was very difficult it was a very difficult decision for me one that like i still really think about today um in the sense that i knew that there was a lot that i needed to do for myself i know that i, I knew that i was hurting in so many ways and there was like a lot of trauma that i needed to deal with on my own right. um as part of my own situation and for me i found it unfair to take on this position as like probably like the MSA's first black Muslim woman president. Right. Um, and I didn't want to take on that role and not be able to do it justice. Um, and I think, especially in being put in that position, I feel like there was so much like room and opportunity for bringing in like black Muslim students. You know, that's like, that's, that's big. Right. Um, but essentially I realized that it would it would be much better for me to leave it in the hands of someone who um would be able to essentially like you know do the position justice more than than I would so I made that decision to step down that shows a lot about your character and how much of it a was leader <laughs> you actually how much of a leader you actually are for being able to be like hey um I'm not doing this out of self-interest I'm doing this for a bigger purpose for a community and I don't think that I could do that right now for like for for anyone mm. i need to focus on myself so mm. i commend you for that yeah so that was very difficult for me and like it was it even like kind of spilled into my senior year because um there was also this because first like you know it was announced like you know she's gonna be president all these people congratulating me or whatever and then i stepped down and it all it became this thing where like people within the msa who didn't really even like care i was not i wouldn't even say care like people who when I was part of the like the board didn't really show me that I was a part of the community, wanting to just know why I stepped down. You know, it was just like this like obsession. It was like, oh my God, like why did you step down? And to the point where like the community itself became like very triggering for me. So like my entire senior year, I found myself once again like in a very difficult um point in terms of like faith and spirituality. So I didn't like participate in the MSA at all. Like I was basically MIA, but then um I was also um, I also had like a very um, heavy workload and um, trying to focus on like finances or whatever. But um, like, mashallah, the like BMI literally like thrived. Like this wow. year, um, Isatu and Rafia literally did like a phenomenal job in bringing in more people, especially like first years, second years, like third years. They all like kind of came together and they ended up becoming a board of like 11 people 11 or 12 people wow. who literally like they were working like from the very beginning like working planning like having all types of events like you know game nights like things from like game nights to you know um self-care sessions. like they were literally doing it like planning and what they did um towards the end of the semester was they created the first annual black muslim symposium wow and literally that was a nationwide nation nationwide the the first annual black muslim symposium nationwide mm -hmm. and literally they put in so much work like they literally put in so much work into making this happen from like you know getting speakers together to inviting people who not only from nyu from but literally from outside of um the states to come to this symposium and it was uh, an amazing, amazing turnout. And even now that I think about it, I get so much chills. Mm. Because people literally came 
and there was like a, a, a like a diversity of people from like different age groups. Like we had like m- like much older folks who came in, and they were literally so surprised that some they were like, first of all, something like this was so necessary from a long a long time ago. Like why is it just happening now? Right. But then again, they weren't distracting from the fact that it is happening. You know, yeah. happening now, like rather than later, yeah. and. It, there was literally this beautifulness to it where you have this presence of all these different people from all these different like communities and backgrounds and within that diversity of like our black community and they, like they were speaking with so much passion and they had like all these different topics that they were talking about relating to um like black muslims and how we continue to elevate them and have them be accepted within within society and i think that in and of itself was such a beautiful experience um Mm -hmm. and they're like at first they were so humble like they were just being so humble like they were like not allowing themselves to get the recognition that they truly (laughs) deserve but i think like literally that in and of itself was an amazing way to first of all get the first years involved because many of them and it was interesting because many of them were talking about how when they listen to the experiences of myself of Mariamu of Isaac and Rafia they can't imagine like like having gone through experience because when they came they came into BMI already existing so for them like they're like when you when you ask them like how was your first year how's like your experience within the MSA they're gonna say like it was beautiful because of that experience within wow. within the Black Muslim Initiative and they have so much they have such a drive like that fire is in them <laughs> and it's interesting because um after the symposium happened they literally went calling people out like literally holding people accountable for having not like come to the event or having like came to the event for food and like left or whatever but they were literally on it and i think it's amazing that they're there and that fire is in them because they're just first years. They're going into their second right. year. So I think that gives us a sense of hope that like BMI is gonna like continue, that BMI is just not gonna fall short after just like this one this um first and second year. So Wow. That was an amazing story. <laughs> um, so much Literally, real impact. Deserve, like yeah. amazing, amazing group. Yeah. Of course. So this so we're gonna wrap it up um soon, but I just wanted to end off on like maybe a few sentences on like some advice that you could give um, for starting a revolution like that. Um, what do you want to see within universities across the nation um, do? And how, how can we be more inclusive in our MSAs? How can we make it so it's not just... It's, it's not just we're Muslim, but like being able to bring a personality or identity within their space and feel recognized and validated. Yeah. I mean, I think in terms of starting a quote-unquote revolution, (laughs) (laughs) for anyone who, you know, sees, you know, an injustice, an issue, I think the first step is to find people who, you know, Find allies, find people who are also passionate about, mm-hmm. you know, addressing that issue. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the first step. Because for me, like, my first year, like, I think the struggle was, like, not really finding anyone. I could just be like, we need to do something about this, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's so much power in community and in finding people who you can lean on mm-hmm. um, to address a lot of these embedded deep-seated issues that are taking place within communities or across, not even just Muslim communities. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say that's the first step. I think one, you need, to, uh, you need to identify what the issue is, or you need to be very clear about that, because you don't want to just be based 
and like your emotions and your experiences are important, but you want to translate those experiences and emotions to concrete issues. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think that's the first step. And I think once you identify that, like finding people who share that same passion um, and who would be willing to rally around those issues alongside yourself. Um, so I think honestly, like, and then, and then thirdly, I would just say, once you have done that, you just need to go. Just yeah. do it. Do it. Mm-hmm. Just, just do, do it. it. Yeah. Like that's basically what yeah. happened. I had that conversation. I was like, that. Like I didn't. Right. I didn't like. Um. You know. Oh, like okay. Really like. No. I was like, we need to meet. Mm. This needs to happen. We had the meeting, and we just what we just we it. just we just you know ran with it. Mm. Right. So that those are the three things that I would really say. Like honestly, like if you see something, an issue that you deeply care about mm-hmm. and you deeply want to address. Mm-hmm. Find people who also care about those issues mm-hmm. and just go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just go. How can we make the Muslim Student Association not only just different groups of people coming in um, and not being like validated for all of their being, their Muslim identity? Like how mm-hmm. do we how do we do that? Do we bring out initiatives like the BMI and or is it just a case by case basis? Like So for me, when I think of like an ideal situation where an MSA is inclusive, Black Muslim Initiative doesn't even is not even won't, won't even be necessary in that situation. Mm-hmm. When MSAs have achieved a level of inclusivity, we don't need the Black Muslim Initiative because the right. Black Muslim Initiative is going to be within the MSA. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like there that's is... activism. That's activism at its purest because like yeah. you're you're you build up something for it to no longer exist. Exactly you solve the problem. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's that would be an indication that like. Black Muslim initiative is no longer needed. And that's like, that's what we're like, our goal is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there needs to be some kind of intentionality, right? Some kind of just being conscious, like of even the small things about, even if you're thinking about food that you're catering to different events, I think that in and of itself on a micro level is also very important because it sends the message out in terms of which, which cultures you tend to like are appreciated or, or or welcomed in a certain space and i think even in terms of this whole idea of islam being a culture i think that's like that stems from that as well because when you don't acknowledge that diversity that exists within the muslim community and that diversity in terms of events that you put on who you have on staff and i think that's also an important element of it too whether it be staff or be on your e-board that diversity and that representation is so important because um and when we talk about diversity like i'm not even only talking about um like racially i'm also talking about like even when we think about the different um the different groups right um and like, you know, we have the Shiites, we have the Sunnis. And I think at NYU, um, even within our board, like having a Shiite on the board also allows us to think about things that we probably wouldn't think about when we're planning like right. our regular events. So I think that diversity is so very important because, you know, we're human beings. We often forget, but then you always have that person there to keep you in check, to like bring it back. Like, you know, we need to consider this, you know? Um, and I think that's why it's important to always just be keeping like so always keep yourself in check so you you're always asking yourself this question and bringing yourself back to are we accomplishing what we're like what our mission statement says okay so there it is aminata and mariamu talking about their experience with islam in their communities and the black muslim initiative that they brought forward at nyu it was such a pleasure talking with you both and thank you so much 
I hope everyone listening enjoyed that and there will for sure be some more episodes coming out soon so stay tuned thank you assalamualaikum